Hey everybody, welcome back to the Woven in Truth podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Melcher-Post. Um, and I'm sitting here with Kelsey, of course, and Young Gore is Hello. back. She's I'm here. back. Thanks for having me. Oh, we love having you. Um, and we are super excited about our guest today. My friend Dawn is on the podcast. Dawn Russell, thank you so much for coming and spending some time with us. Thanks for having me. Oh, we we've been I've been like so excited yes. to, to chat with you on this. Like you are like my content soul sister. I like love Aww. everything you do yes. and post. And I love your family and we've connected over the years, uh, even though we've never lived in the same city. I know. But I'm really excited to just have a great combo with you, but also share you with the Woven in Truth community. So thanks for making time. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, can you introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners? Yes, my name is Don Russell. I am part of the Los Angeles Church. Uh, my husband and I currently, actually at the end of 2020, mm -hmm. we moved to Glendale uh, to lead a church there. And we have two little boys. Miles is five and Sean is two. And my mm -hmm. husband's name is Greg. Cute. So that's a little bit about me. And I have a crazy love for gardening, which I think we're going to talk about today. I can't we wait. Totally are. I'm a plant mom, and so I've been really, really excited oh. to learn from you. We That's are great. so excited. Me and, me and Young are big houseplant. True, we're more true. on the houseplant side, though. That's true. So people like you inspire oh me. Oh my gosh, you inspire me. I kill all my houseplants, so really? sorry but if you're you expecting like me to keep talk about houseplants today. It's no, okay. No, no, you grow actual sustenance. <laughs> houseplants are sustenance. My houseplants just look cute. And I know, but they're like, like if you get oxygen, too. yeah. No, I in love your them. I have one on. named Francois. They're... <laughs> Yes, you do. And my my Monstera, his name is Henri. So they're yeah. like oh, oh. they're like brothers. Well, they're related. Yeah, mm -hmm. adorable. Mm -hmm. But all that to say, we are super in awe of your skills. <laughs> but what's been cool is I have seen a little bit of things you've been posting and connecting with. It sounds like you have understood. There's so many parallels in the scriptures, right? Absolutely. But it sounds like you're unpacking them in such a deeper and more meaningful way, right? Is yes. that kind of been the journey you've been on? Yes, absolutely. Um, so how I even got into gardening was during the pandemic, like a lot of us had nothing to do. Yep. And I had moved into this lovely little home that came with a raised garden bed. And my husband spent part of his life on a farm. And he was like, hey, honey. Really? Yes, he did. Fun He's fact. like, you're right. He said, hey, you should start a garden. And I was like, I'm trying to keep our little ones alive. <laughs> How do you think I can keep yeah. any plants alive? <laughs> I was like, but everything is shut down. And I'm back in the yard with our boys all uh -huh. the time in this garden bed is just here why uh -huh, not uh -huh. so I took to YouTube the school of YouTube okay and just watched video after video on how to start a garden and that is where my passion and addiction yeah. for gardening yeah. wow. began that is so cool yeah and what is it like now so you started with this little garden bed what is, is it, it like what's the current status of your backyard <laughs> yeah so it went from one garden bed to like four okay and um a huge lot a huge part of our backyard is now a garden and I'm kind of 
inching into every part of my house, uh-huh. even our front yard, yeah, to plant more things. Uh-huh. So, and I started some containers. Oh wow! Now we're upgrading. <laughs> I'm out of running room. <laughs> I'm running out of room. What are you growing? Yeah. yeah. What are you growing? So I am currently growing a couple of varieties of tomatoes, uh, cucumbers, watermelons. Wow. Um, I'm growing probably about six different varieties of flowers and shrubs. I have a native garden. Um, What's that mean? So native garden are plants that are native to our location. Oh, like coastal sage scrub. You got it. Hey. Yes. Environmental bio. Yeah. I'm impressed. So I'm actually growing white sage, which is native to our our land so that's a whole different section yes it is beautiful oh my goodness great for pollinators saving the bees i could go that's another podcast save the bees (laughs) on biodiversity (laughs) oh there's so many good like spiritual metaphors there too there's so many my mind is loving this um and how cool that you're like actually cultivating these things but also it sounds like it's been really meaningful to your own like even soul right like obviously you're feeding your family that's super cool (laughs) um not door dashing like some of us you know we i still do that okay 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 okay. i still go to the grocery store (laughs) (laughs) that level yet but i just think it's really cool and i'd love to hear you unpack more of some of these the the things god is showing you absolutely and the way he's showing up to you in this new season so there's a scripture in romans 12 verse 20 It reads, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from his workmanship, so that men are without excuse. Men or women are without excuse. And before I even knew who God was, I feel like God showed me who he was through nature. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys remember that movie, The Secret Garden. Of course. So that was... <gasps> is it really sad? It yes. 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 Yes, I do. I do. I don't know why that was one of my favorite movies as a little girl. I did not understand fully what it was talking about, uh-huh. but what I was obsessed with was the garden. Right. Mm-hmm. Beautiful that, Absolutely beautiful. And in that movie, there was a little girl who was living in a very traumatic situation. And she would escape Mm -hmm. to this garden. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have a similar story to her where I grew up in a very uh, traumatic home and an abusive home. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine myself as that little girl. There would be times where my dad would come home drunk Mm -hmm. and start a fight with my stepmother Mm -hmm. And I would put my pillow over my head and I would just imagine myself in that garden mm-hmm. and escaping, just like that little girl. And so my love for gardens and finding peace and escaping mm-hmm. into nature and specifically into garden started when I was a little girl, wow. even. And so the scripture in Romans twelve twenty that says God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature has been clearly seen. I now when I started studying the Bible and first learned about who God was and who Jesus was, because I didn't 
um, become a Christian or even read the Bible until I was 17 years old, 16, 17 years old. Immediately when I learned about God's nature and who he was, I was like, I, I've experienced this before. Wow. In nature, yeah. you know, whenever I would escape in my mind to my, my garden in my mind, yeah. <clears throat> I knew that was God. Wow. wow. And so uh, throughout my life, you know, so starting with, you know, as a little girl, the movie, and then I became obsessed with sunflowers mm-hmm. <laughs> growing mm-hmm. up. And uh, there was another movie, The Little Princess, yes. where she had her sunflower room, right? Yes. In her dreams. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's where I grew my love for sunflowers. So whenever I saw sunflowers, it gave me a sign of hope. Wow. Growing up. And again, I feel like God was just pursuing me, mm-hmm. showing himself to me through nature, through the garden, through flowers. Um, and it was just no wonder. It all kind of came full circle when I started right. growing right. flowers and growing things. And it is in my garden when I'm in my soil and when I'm planting seeds Um as I'm checking on my seedlings every single day to see if there's life that I feel connected to God, you know, it's the only place where I can quiet out all the noise and distraction. I have the best conversations with God mm-hmm. while I'm in my garden. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is such a spiritual experience mm-hmm. for me growing plants. What kind of conversation are you having with God? If you don't mind sharing. Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, I'm asking God actually a lot of questions mm-hmm. um, because I'm learning even in so in soil, there's so much life yeah. in soil. I mean, a tiny seed, you know, in, in the scriptures, it, it talks about a mustard seed, yeah. as, right? Being the tiniest seeds. I have discovered <clears throat> so many itty bitty seeds in, in different kind of plants that grow into these humongous things like pumpkins starts from a, a, a decent side seed, size seed, but it turns into these massive pumpkins, right? right? And they grow really fast. And so I have more wonder mm. when I'm in my garden and amazement. Mm. And so, you know, I could be asking God, like, wow, God, this is a really cool makeup of compost. You mm-hmm. know, compost is just a bunch of decomposed things right <laughs> like dead yeah, things, dead things. <laughs> and bunch of poop <laughs> see it there and uh but yet it gives so much life and right. um right. you know god well if you give life to this mm-hmm. sometimes i could get really deep you know mm-hmm. well why didn't you give life back to my mom mm-hmm. you know also lost my mom was when i was a little girl mm-hmm. you know and so mm-hmm. It's, it, my mind could go anywhere, so it's also healing. I, I yes. say my garden heals me, mm-hmm. and it gives me a renewed sense of hope. And I just, yeah, I just sometimes feel like God is waiting to meet me in my garden. That's so beautiful. To heal and to unpack a lot of different things. I love that. And yeah. I think how how cool, though, that you even have, like, the stillness of that moment to just ask questions. Mm-hmm. Like not even feel like it's cool because as you're talking, it doesn't even sound like you're saying, well, I'm working hard and that's why this stuff is growing. Like it actually sounds like you're in this space of like, you realize how much is just out of your control. Like maybe you facilitate things, but then how much is just amazing and how like, 
there's this deeper levels, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like the more we explore, the more we sit with God and, and consider these things, we realize how, how much more it is about him and his work and his effort and then our role in a healthy way, right? Yeah. Like, I just think that's so cool mm-hmm. and so meaningful and special that you have that time. So I was curious, would you be able to share with us some more of those? I think you actually have some stuff written out, which we can point people to. Um, but I was curious, are there any specific scriptures or, or parables, whatever that you're thinking of that have been meaningful that you feel like you've, you've understood on maybe a different level, um, because of your, your new experience and your new love? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So there's a parable in Matthew thirteen thirty six through 43, and Jesus is talking about pulling up weeds. And um, in this parable, he's referring to someone who sowed good seed. Mm-hmm. And he's referring to himself. Who sold, He sowed good seed in the field. The field is the world. Mm-hmm. And the good seed represents the people of the kingdom, mm-hmm. the disciples of Christ. And the weeds are the people of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. Mm-hmm. So... One, I learned that weeds are from the devil. Okay. And I understand that (laughs) because there's nothing more frustrating outside of pests Uh in my garden than weeds. Yeah. I mean, I spent my entire family, including my little two-year-old, when we first started, you know, my garden plot, uh, we pulled up weeds for days. Yeah. For days. And we thought, okay, they're gone. They're never coming back. It took a couple week, weeks for them to come back, and they grew even more intensely. I mean, I am never done pulling up weeds. Yeah. It is, I mean, I could just go on and on about that. Isn't that true about life? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They yeah. Exactly. Comes back. Right. And so in this parable, the workers of the field were like, oh, man, the weeds are growing up with your beautiful plants and your barley. Do you want us to pull them up? And Jesus said, no, leave the weeds in there. Hmm. And I said the same thing, leave the weeds in there. When I let the weeds grow up with my tomatoes or my zinnias, they mm-hmm. just, they kill them and they choke them out and they're oh, ugly. Yeah. So Why? that really happens. Like oh, they, they, take the they, they take the nutrients. They take the nutrients. Oh, that's what happens. Yes. So then they can't grow. Right. And, okay. and they're just ugly to look yeah. at. They're annoying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they spread like wild, wildfire. Mm-hmm. You let one patch of weeds grow and it, it just gets insane and out of control. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, you know, why in the world would Jesus say, let them grow, let them go, leave them. And in the scripture, he says that he has a proper time Mm. where basically his angels will come and he will pull up the weeds along with the good seed and the harvest, the good harvest. Mm. And the reason why he does not pull up the good seeds, the good harvest, is because he doesn't want to damage mm. the uh, the good plants that have grown. And I, and I get that mm-hmm. uh, because right now I am uh, growing, like I said, a bunch of different varieties of flowers. And when you initially plant flowers, especially with uh, small seeds like I'll say zinnia flower seeds. They're tiny, tiny, tiny. So you just scatter a bunch of seeds. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they kind of get scattered on 
on top of each other. And then when they start growing, they're all bunched up. Mm -hmm. And so what we're supposed to do is to pick out the little seedlings that are growing and give them space to grow properly. Mm. I'm still a beginner gardener. And sometimes I pick out too many, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's so painful to pick out, you know, some of the little seedlings. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's easy for me to damage them and to kill them. And so I understand when Jesus is talking about um, waiting Mm. to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, when I was reading this parable and comparing it to weeds, the weeds in my garden, you know, the question that I asked God was, you know, God, where are you when it hurts? Because it hurts to wait for you to pull up the damaging and the, and the hard things to rescue me, to rescue us when things hurt. Mm-hmm. And how am I supposed to deal with an unsightly garden or, or as the beautiful things are growing in my life, but I also have trouble, heartache and pain all at the same time. Oh, yeah. And in life, good and bad is coinciding all together. How am I supposed to handle that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the very end of this parable, he says, you know, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. And that he wants us to have hope mm-hmm. that at the end mm-hmm. he will prevail and then it's all going to be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To just wait, to wait on him. His way is better, mm-hmm. even if it looks ugly right. and messy. Right. And even if we lose out on some things, during the process of waiting. Yeah. Even if we don't get, we don't get the beautiful life or garden that we imagine. Mm -hmm. He has a purpose in allowing the ugly and the beautiful to coincide. That's one of many lessons. Well, I love that because I think I have a really hard time embracing anything sad or sorrowful. Mm -hmm. I'm an eternal optimist. Mm -hmm. So I like to be happy. And in certain seasons of my life, there are a lot of weeds in my life and I keep pulling them out. Mm -hmm my own personal pride, my struggles with trusting God with my children, or maybe just difficulties in work. And I know I have a really hard time kind of harmonizing those tensions Mm -hmm. of good and bad, of joy and sorrow. Yes. And I just recently read a book that talked about that God created us as humans to transform pain into beauty. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I think when you shared about this parable, it made me think of that, that that yes, it's unsightly, but there's something beautiful about trusting in God, the good and the bad that comes. It's still, because you're going to notice those zinnias, those beautiful flowers above mm-hmm. the weed. Yes, mm-hmm. you're right. You will. Yeah. Even though at the time, I can imagine, especially because it's your garden, you don't want it to look that way. And I, we want our mm-hmm. lives to look good and, and yes. perfect. But who has a life without any imperfection in it, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So anyways, that's what it made me think of when you were that's sharing beautiful. that. That's yeah. beautiful. And I think of like, I totally agree with you. Like, I think sometimes I, I, I don't know. It's a lot of managing expectations. Like, True. yes. Like yeah. God, I, I thought you would just take these weeds out, like whatever those may be. And I think there's some, there's something about the peace of knowing that God's light and his goodness and his truth shines on the good and the bad mm-hmm. oh, and that they true. can coexist. They're actually supposed to coexist. Mm-hmm. And there's like that trust and surrender of like, hey, this doesn't look how I thought it would or right. how I would have designed it. Exactly, yeah. 
but the peace and the surrender of trusting the process and that he's watching, he's the one with oversight and sovereignty in that. Like, cause I can be tempted to have like selective compassion. Like I want my goodness to shine on the stuff that I think should, but like wow. God doesn't even do that. He lets it all grow. You know yes, I mean? he like, does. And he doesn't have to, he could, whereas I can't, but like he could intervene in some of those capacities, but he, he, he allows it and his oversight is there, but he is working and there is, I don't know. I just think there's something kind of cool about it not getting wrapped up with a pretty bow. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's what I'm hearing, right, about your garden. Like, some yeah. of it, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't all necessarily go exactly how you plan. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's his heart, too, when you're saying it's painful to, like, pluck the seedlings. And, it like, is. Move yeah. them or, like, I don't know, prune things. Yes. But then it's, like, that's, I, I wonder if that's his heart with us, too. Like, I, I don't know. But then there's, there's so much growth and health. Yes. And redemption that comes through some of those more painful processes. Yes, absolutely. Um, one of my dreams is to become a master gardener. Ooh. And it's you get certified through whatever city state mm -hmm. you live in. And there's certain processes that you have to go through. And I always think that God is the master gardener. Mm -hmm. He knows what he is doing. And if he says, let the weeds grow with the good seed and the harvest and we'll pluck it all all at the end and it's all going to be worth it, we have to trust him because mm -hmm. he's a master gardener. He knows exactly how it's going to end out. Mm -hmm. And if he says that it's just going to be unsightly for a little bit, then we just have to trust him. Yeah. Wow. So before you started gardening, I know this is a lot about your story and yeah. finding God in the garden. What was your relationship like with God and, and how has it transformed through? I feel like as you're talking about garden, gardening, it's like you're participating in God's nature. Yeah. Wow, yeah. So tell me about that a little bit. What was life before and how do you think it's transformed your relationship with God now? Yeah. Well, before, it's it's funny because I shared earlier that before I officially got to know God through the scriptures, you know, I, I experienced him mm -hmm. through nature. But once I became a Christian, I thought that I only could experience God through the scriptures. That if I did not have my quiet time first thing in the morning, at least this amount of time, then I wasn't truly connected with God. I wasn't truly mm. experiencing God. Then I had my first son. And I remember when I started to not have the energy mm -hmm. to have quiet times. Real. Yep. And then I started falling asleep on the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I just felt guilty. Yeah, absolutely. It's like there. I'm not a Been there. real Christian, a true right. Christian. Right. And then I don't know if this is scientifically correct, but I just feel like my attention span is not the same after having two kids Never. and yeah. my, I have a forever brain fog. So I can't really pay attention to things yeah. <laughs> as yeah. much as I used to. Yeah. And so I had to find another way. Mm -hmm. I still read my Bible people. Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, you know, still love the Bible. <laughs> we love the Bible. <laughs> yes. We love the Bible. Right. And God is so good. He meets me where I'm at yep. and he meets me in my garden mm -hmm. and he meets me and he allows me to experience him and connect with him while I pray. Mm -hmm. And as I'm playing with soil and compost. <laughs> I love that you love it all though. It's yeah. like pretty awesome. <laughs> 
But that's huge though. There's not a there's not like a right way or one way. God is so much bigger than that. Like I think we want to like package him in a way where it's like very accessible and I don't know in our own sphere of control or something, sure. but it's like the beauty of the process. I don't know that you're seeing even in your garden, but also in your heart and your walk with God and how he meets you where you're at and no. he'll grow whatever you give him. Right. Like I just yes. think, wow, that's so beautiful. And I think when God says, love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, I, I don't think it's in one particular way. And it sounds like the way you love him with your soul is through gardening. Cause yeah. there is something there are some, like you're sharing some deep spiritual lessons that you're mm -hmm. learning through participating in his nature. I mean, Adam and Eve were in a garden. Yes. Mm -hmm. It all started in the garden. That's right. Yeah. So I think, are there some other lessons that you've learned that you'd like to share with us? Oh man, so many. Um, lessons about mustard, the mustard seed mm -hmm. and how it's so little, but when it grows, it, it's the biggest, you know, tree in the garden and it allows other things to come and perch in it mm. and don't underestimate the the small amount of faith that we have mm -hmm. I mean there's been so many seeds that I have planted even last week that I was just like this seed is definitely not this seed is so tiny let me just plant some more because there's no way life could come from that mm -hmm. and I've like over sown things and all these seeds are popping up and they're growing huge and they're taking over my whole garden. I'm like, oh, my gosh, how did this huge plant grow from such a tiny seed? I underestimated wow. the power of such. I had little faith. And look what God has produced. And there's, there's so much life in seeds that are just waiting to be activated. Yeah. Wow. All it needs is some um, seeds just need dirt. Uh-huh. Some just need water. Some just need light. Some need all. It doesn't take much to get a seed to germinate. And mm -hmm. all of that is packed in these tiny seeds. I mean, I have a blog where I have so many posts mm -hmm. about all the things I'm learning, spiritual mm -hmm. lessons and attaching them to scriptures and parables yeah. on my blog because every day I'm learning more about the Bible or mm -hmm. the Bible is being revealed to me mm -hmm. in my garden. That's so beautiful. I love that. Well, okay, if people want to see those, because I'm like super curious, how do they find those? Like, we'll put it, we'll put a link in your show notes, but what's the name of your blog? It is simply my name. So you could go to www.donarussell.com. Awesome. Oh, I can't wait to check that out exactly. and see more. That's so beautiful. I mean, I just love that. I love connecting with women that are like inspired. It does something to my soul. Mm -hmm. And just seeing, I mean, the same scriptures you've known and read for, you know, how long? Right. That God always has something new and relevant to show you. And I don't know. It's so special. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us as a little girl to now and just how God uses every experience mm -hmm. for us to know him. So I really appreciate just being on this journey and listening to you today. Totally. And don't underestimate, right? The ways God shows up to you in right. your life and builds on. And I don't know. It's so beautiful. Is there anything else you'd want to leave uh, our listeners with today? I do. You know, for me, I found God in the garden. Maybe for you, it's dancing or volleyball or mm -hmm. I don't know, something, mm -hmm. you know, do not underestimate where you could find God and how God could bring new life to you and new experiences uh, to you. So mm -hmm. just get out there and try. Like I said, I 
never had any experience in gardening in my life. Just trying to keep my two little boys alive. <laughs> yes. And look what God has done. Yeah. You know, and so um, if God puts something on your heart to try, maybe he wants to meet you there. Ooh, so I good. love that. So just take the first step. Just take yeah. the first step. Just say yes. Just say yes. That's so wonderful. Well, Don, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having Insights. me. We so appreciated it and definitely will send people over to check out more of your content and lessons learned because they're so, they're just so encouraging to my soul for sure. So everybody listening, I loved her words. Take that first step, you know, take a minute, think about what God's putting on your heart, where he wants to show up in your life and go after it. Uh, Thanks for listening to the podcast. We will catch you next time.